I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Happy Mama Movement podcast. I'm Amy Taylor-Kabaz. I would like to start by acknowledging the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation on which this podcast is recorded as the traditional custodians of this land and pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. And as this podcast is dedicated to the wisdom and knowledge of motherhood, I would like to acknowledge the mothers of this land, the elders, their wisdom, their knowing, and my own elders and teachers. Welcome, everybody, to another one of our Mama Q episodes. These are a fairly new podcast style, which we have started this year, where one of you, one of our listeners, sends in a question that you would like me to reflect on. And I also ask one of our coaching trainers inside the Mama Rising training to join me. And we riff about it and we share our own reflections, our own personal experiences, but also what we see in some of our clients, in our coaching clients and mamas that we work with. And today I am joined by the fabulous Linda Anderson. Linda has been a coach, a life coach for nearly 20 years and has been working specifically with mothers for about 10. She is also trained coaches and is now, as I said, one of our coaching trainers inside the Mama Rising certification and is a mama herself of three girls who are now 14, 12 and 10. In other words, a wealth of wisdom and experience in this woman. I'm so glad we could do this together, Linda. Oh, me too. Thank you. One day we will have to share the story of how we first met and how serendipitous this has all been for us. It, yes. <laughs> it is an amazing story. But first, let's have a listen to the question that's been sent in. So this is from Rachel. Mm-hmm. Hi, Amy. My question today is around my business and working with mums. So over the last week or two I've had... Um, a few cancellations within my business. Mine's more related to fitness. And I guess because I, I'm quite understanding of the way women um, women's lives go with uh, sick children or they're sick and last-minute schedule changes, I try and be very flexible so that they don't cancel and then miss out on the session that they've put allocated for themselves. So I do my best to not charge them um, unnecessarily or try and find another spot for them. Now, that's all good when only one person cancels. Um, unfortunately, I've had just an, uh, an odd two weeks, maybe three weeks, where I've had 
lots of last minute cancellations and um and then back to back illnesses and despite them understanding that it's a business um in the past because i've been so flexible maybe that has uh, confused my boundaries so i've been very clear on my um my charges but it still feels really icky to charge people when you're not offering them a service even though my my time is really valuable so i guess right now i'm at that point where i'm trying to be flexible because i understand what it's like to be a mum and being a woman is about that giving but i'm now really worn out because i'm always bending for everybody else and i don't know whether i've got to a point where i need to go work for someone else because i need the security of the business and i don't have that flexibility now that my kids are young i can't do that anymore or maybe i'm just worn out from being so kind help ah oh, linda i i know you could hear it too the emotion at the end there it actually brought emotion into my own body listening to that that level of um fatigue that you can hear in her voice and that final mm. statement of maybe i'm just worn out from being so kind mm. what did you think was going to that and also when rachel talks about the bending you know that she is constantly bending herself and bending her boundaries and bending her her energy around this and you know I hear her saying I don't know that I can bend anymore <laughs> yes I, I can't do that anymore and I just want to wrap her up and give her a really big hug <laughs> yeah because this is a global feeling for so mm. many women at the moment I'm hearing it everywhere not just in our coaching communities but in the schoolyard and in my friends we're just oh I don't know how mm. much longer I can do this to keep mm. Almost, how would you describe it? It's almost, um, as you said, bending to the demands of life and motherhood and work and everything mm. when it is affecting us so deeply. Mm. Definitely. And then what came to my mind, because, you know, this is both a business question as well as a personal question and the two are not, you know, mutually exclusive things, but... From the business perspective, I listen to Rachel, I listen to how kind and loving and generous and considerate she's being of these mothers who work with her, but this sense of bending. And part of me wants to say, but it's actually not your job to do all the bending. In your business, that's not your job. And there are so many ways to be kind and considerate and loving and understanding of the needs of mothers without feeling that you as a person or your business viability is under such strain because of it. Yes, I agree. Listening to you speak then, the divine mantra by, um, I first heard it from Gabby Bernstein, but I don't know if she mm -hmm. created it or if she learned it from somewhere else, but I learned it from Gabby Bernstein, which is, I will be loving and I will be kind, but my energy is mine. Mm -hmm. And it's really beautiful. I remember using it a lot when I was starting out and feeling like I was stretched and pulled in all different directions, also around particular people in my life. There is a way to be loving and kind, but to also say, this is non-negotiable. My energy, 
My energy is mine. I cannot continue to bleed it out, deplete it, allow it to be treated this way. There is a way to be loving and kind, but this energy is mine and I need to protect that. I think that's, as you said, what we're referring to here. And also to really acknowledge that when you have such a beautiful heart, which obviously Rachel does, mm-hmm. and she understands, as you said, so compassionately what these mothers are going through, we have to be really careful of compassion fatigue, which is a real a real situation, a real condition where you have given and you're so compassionate and you let those boundaries bend over and over again. There is therefore a burnout and level of fatigue that will come from that if we don't have stronger boundaries. Because, you know, ideally if we could wave our magic wand for Rachel, she would feel energised and strengthened and amazing in her business because of what she can give to these women in her expertise in the classes that she's running and that the women she is serving in turn feel amazing and uplifted. But right now... You know, what I hear in Rachel is just she's saying, I'm tired, I'm, I, can't, I can't do it like this anymore, but I feel like I can't do it any other way because then I'm not being kind enough and not that's being right. understanding enough. It's like It's a real question working. around, <laughs> that's right, it's a question almost around aligning with your values. So mm-hmm. as a value, it sounds like Rachel has a very strong value of compassion towards these mothers because she knows how hard it is. And yet also there needs to be a value around her own energy and her own time and the financial commitments and everything. And so here's these competing values in a way. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's such a, a, an interesting question to contemplate. Mm-hmm. Because we don't want to just smash it and say, I don't care, we've got a cancellation policy, this is the way it is, because that doesn't align with who she wants to be. And yet at Mm. the same time, there needs to be a value there as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, if I was in a coaching conversation with Rachel, you know, based on what you're reflecting there, my question would be, what would it look like to uphold your own values in a way that offers kindness and compassion to others? Mm. Oh, that is a good question. Mm. What would it look like, yes, to uphold these values but do it with kindness and compassion? Mm. Because, you know, one thing, and this is, this is really common for women in business, not just mothers, you know, but women in business and this sense of, bending for people and being kind for people is it's almost like we've forgotten that we have permission to uphold our own boundaries Mm -hmm. that that is 100% fine there is nothing bad wrong selfish rude (laughs) demanding you know we don't have to be a good girl that bends over for everybody else in our businesses Yeah, or in our lives, really. Mm -hmm. But this is the core of what we see so many women and mothers struggle with is, I don't want her to feel bad. Mm -hmm. I don't want her to not like me. And not saying that this is what Rachel's thinking underneath, but for all of us, there Mm -hmm. is this reluctance to hold our boundaries in particular situations in life because we're worried about what the other person will think about Mm -hmm. us. Yeah, and there's that good girl. 
So I remember when I very, very first started coaching and, you know, I it was new and I was trying to get clients and trying to do it, building and wondering if you're ever going to be able to do it. And, um, and I used to, if I could, like, meet with a potential client and they say, oh, I'd really like to work with you at 8 o'clock on Thursday night. And admittedly, I didn't have children then, so I was my own, <laughs> my own person in terms of my time and energy. And at the beginning, I would just say yes to everything. Whatever somebody mm-hmm. asked of me, I would just say yes because I felt so desperate to build my business and make people happy and be available mm-hmm. and make it easy. And then somewhere in that early time of my business, a, a coach mentor that I had said to me, think of yourself like a doctor. Think of yourself, if you ring your doctor and say, I really want to see Dr. Amy, um, and the receptionist says, well, Dr. Amy is available 11 a.m. Wednesday or not again till the following week. I don't say, oh, but pretty please, could Dr. Amy see me at 8 o'clock on Thursday night because that works for me? No, I either say yes to 11 o'clock on Wednesday or I wait or I choose another doctor. End of story. And I accept that as the patient, as the client. And so when this coach mentor said to me, you need to think of yourself like you're the doctor and you get clear within your own head about when you're available, when you're not, what all these structures and boundaries are for you, and then it's up to the other people to fit with that or not, and it's okay if they don't. And that was Mm -hmm. such uh, an empowering and liberating mentality for me to take on at that time. So, you know, I really held on to that. At all my different transitions and structures and the way I do things, I always come back to that. Yes, it's about um, valuing our time and valuing mm-hmm. our expertise and holding firm on that. I love that. I think that that can translate into so many different parts of our lives. You know, for women who mm-hmm. are listening who don't even aren't in this industry, don't have their own businesses, but find themselves saying yes to friends mm-hmm. um, when they don't really want to. You know, family commitments that they feel like they have to be there, but when they're there energetically, it can completely depletes them you know there's bending and and mm-hmm. negotiating ourselves to please others it is such a huge challenge for so many of us it makes yeah. me want to play a game right it makes me want to say what if we all played a game for the next seven days where we did nothing but make choices that pleased us oh can we play that game Let's play that game. Oh, then what would happen? How would that feel? What would that change? What if we all played that game for seven days and tried it on? Okay. So the rules of the game are, I'm writing this down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so we have to only say yes to the things that work for us. Yeah. Yep. We, whatever choice, we make choices that work for us, that make us yeah. feel good. In any given moment where we're being asked to say yes or no or enter in or out of something, in that moment, what if I only make the choices that feel good for me, that serve me? Yes. And I think we should have a second rule (laughs) that might be just as challenging, which is we can't over-apologise or over-explain why because this Mm -hmm. is the other thing we do, Mm -hmm. isn't it? I... um, I'm still not very good at it, but I try my best to not over um, apologize if I need to cancel or move meetings because of my kids. Yeah. You know, I used to send emails of, I'm so sorry, 
the assembly time has changed and my son's getting an, an award and so and I would often then this is the other thing Linda I caught myself doing I would often then offer them times that didn't actually work for me like yeah. eight o'clock at night or 5 30 in the morning or all of this because I felt bad that I'd changed things because of motherhood so this mm-hmm. is another layer of we have to make these decisions and then hold firm in them and not over complicate over explain mm. over apologize i definitely do that over explaining thing as well i feel like mm. i've got to give all the details to make it okay yeah <laughs> yeah no i'm with you on that one okay let's make that part okay. of the game too all right <laughs> seven days and you know what everyone who's to... listening we're all on this <laughs> that's it and i'm going to go on instagram every day and during those seven days and share how it's going okay. because I think it's a wonderful thing for us to try and to reflect on. Can and I the beautiful pull out thing about making, Sorry, yes, go ahead. The beautiful thing about positioning it for ourselves as a game and we're saying we're going to do this for seven days is after seven days you don't have to play anymore. If you don't mm. like it, if it doesn't work, if it didn't offer you something, you don't have to keep going. We're not saying you have to be this forever. It's just like what if? What if I did this? Play with it. Make it joyful. Mm. Yes, that's right. Be curious and have fun with it rather than this serious task. I think a lot of people, well, again, I know that's how I approach things is I have to do this now and get it right. Um, Again, letting go of so many layers of that good girl mentality. Linda, can I pull out another part of the, um, the question that I hear within Rachel's reflection that I think, again, ties in with this conversation which is the clients of hers not valuing their own time and showing up for appointments that they know or things they know is actually good for them sometimes you know illness whatever they're just not going to be able to but as a broader conversation again I think here's another great theme we talk a lot about in our work and what we see in women is this in the pecking order of priorities, the thing that will always be cancelled, postponed, rescheduled is that thing for us. How do we communicate this to women um, if we're in business, if we're in this space, that this is a priority, that this needs to be honoured um, without being too belligerent about it? <laughs> mm. Mm. So if I just think about my own business, you know, because mm. I'm also working with mothers and, you know, I was coaching long before I started working exclusively with mothers. And so when that time came, I did change some of my business structures. I did change what I was offering and the boundaries around it in an attempt to make it easier and, and, and more accessible to mothers. But even within that, I then have very clear boundaries in my agreements about, well, what if you need to reschedule? What if you're late? What if I'm late? What if what are those expectations? And they're really clearly mapped out and we talk about them before we start working together. And normally that creates a sense of respect of our time and energy for each other. Um, they know that you know, they know that if something 
an emergency happens or, or a child is really sick on the day, they know, of course, they can contact me and I'm going to say, it's okay. But they become the exceptions, not the rules. They know they just can't go, oh, I'm too busy or something little. Um, and very rarely have I had someone who repeatedly does things in a way that makes me go, mm, I don't know that this is the relationship I want. And then that's on me to then have that conversation that says, remember those policies? I feel like, <laughs> you know, if this pattern occurs again, I'm going to pull that clause that, you know, that says mm. I will charge you for this because mm. actually I'm not feeling okay about this. Mm. But by having those things in place and communicating them, I think that just naturally encourages everyone else to step up and honour them. I also, because um, Rachel's, I know in a, a group fitness business and there's a, um, a female group fitness uh, group where I live that serves mothers and non-mothers, but the trainer is a mother of two children. And it's been so fascinating watching her evolve around these things about cancellations and, and watching her grapple with how to serve, how to be open, how to be flexible, how to do all those things, but in a way that works for her. Um, mm -hmm. And it's been great to watch her sort of come back and sometimes she'll say really straight up in a social media post or whatever, um, you know, just a reminder that these are the rules and this is why, and yes, I understand, but this is the process mm -hmm. because I'm running a business. Yeah. And people go, oh, yeah, sorry, yes, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll behave better now. <laughs> and so I think yes. we just have to be willing to stand up for the way we want it to work for us. I agree. And also that accountability mm. is sometimes a very big part of what we do, whether you're a personal trainer, um, mm -hmm. a coach in any of those types of industries, a massage therapist, anything, mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. that you've made this commitment to yourself and invested in this. And, yes, life happens sometimes, but also this is important. And if we hold that as well, it helps them. I work with a personal trainer twice yeah. a week and I've actually said to him, I want you to play on my good girl at times because there is such a strong people pleaser in me that if I let, if I cancel or change my appointments too much, I'll be worried that he doesn't he doesn't like me or he is thinking bad things about me. And so I've literally <laughs> said to him, full permission to be like, oh, that's disappointing, Amy, because we missed one last week too. Like, you know, because he's like, really, you want me to be like that? And I said, yes. Because once I'm there, I feel so much better. But running my own business, three kids, single parent, three quarters of the time, um, I will 100% look at my calendar and think, oh, I don't have time to do that today. And then I think about sending him that text message and I'm like, ooh, yuck. Oh, I don't want to cancel. I don't want him to think badly about me. And so I go and when I get there, I am so grateful. So I think us holding those accountability boundaries can also be a beautiful service to these women. Yes, absolutely. You know, and so to consider it as a, as a gift that you're actually giving people to, to ask them to uphold those boundaries is really absolutely. Powerful. I mean, I find it powerful, you know, with my yoga class or, you know, that I, I know what 
mm-hmm. expectations are and cancellation policies are and if something really happens and I miss it, then I just go, oh, well, that's life sometimes. Mm. Um, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. And the final reflection I thought listening mm. to our beautiful Rachel was that I think when we hold our own boundaries in this way, others can see that and that is a gift as well. Instead of us, again, this is generalised for all of us, instead of us as women and as mothers wondering, if I do this, what will they think? Or maybe they'll be upset with me. Instead, we have an opportunity to show what it looks like to hold boundaries with kindness and grace and deal with this with compassion and kindness, but also non-negotiating ourselves. And that is a gift to her clients. That's a gift to each other. When we, When I see a woman who is nailing this, in the way that she, you know, I would say I will sign up with a new coach, which I have recently, and very clearly outlined when I can contact her and when I can't. She goes offline on these days. This, you know, this will be a 48-hour turnaround on any of these things. Right from the beginning, I was like, oh, I love that. Whereas when I first started, I'd be like, here's my number. <laughs> Call <laughs> anytime. me anytime. Anytime yeah. you need. Um I've learnt so much from seeing women who know how to hold their boundaries and their energy, and I think that is also a gift we can do for each other. 100%. And when I listened to Rachel at the end of her message saying, you know, I wonder if I should just go and get a job because, you know, this isn't working for me like this, and I thought, oh, but all these women would miss out on so much if you weren't there and so let's, you know, wave the magic wand on you and, and have you feel like you can actually step back into your business with these beautiful, clear, compassionate boundaries mm-hmm. so that you can keep coming back to this place where I know I can feel how much she gives and how amazing she must be at what she does. And, you know, and standing firm in herself is what gives her that empowerment to do that. Absolutely. We don't want another burnt out woman stepping back from this work. No, we need all of us to stay here, strengthen our boundaries, lean and learn from each other, lean on and learn from each other. Um, Yeah, we need us to stay, but not in this way, in a more steady, um, centred way. Yeah. Amazing conversation. Thank you, Linda. And thank you, Rachel, for your beautiful vulnerability and for sharing that with all of us. If you want to send in a question for uh, one of the coaching trainers in Mama Rising and myself to reflect on, to answer, to share our deepest, darkest realities (laughs) about how we've overcome those challenges, you just jump on amytaylorkabaz.com Uh, slash podcast and a little video of me pops up and you click on that and send in an audio question we would love to hear from you thanks again Linda thank you Amy
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.